Welcome to video game bullshit. Jeffrey Whitnick, and I run Hagen'sAlley.wordpress.com. I'm also the Subcon 3 on forums like Nintendo Age and Claws. I'm a double award-winning published author um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us. Instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going, all you got to do is support by actually buying the gaming book, and a little bit of that money will go toward the podcast. And I've also written towards a few different gaming publications, such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Hey, I'm big into uh, No Death Runs, High Score Runs, uh, Collector of All Things, Vintage and Retro, uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Kevin. Greetings, gamers. Kevin here, aka KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com, and also visit my channel kwkbox on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of let's plays and have videos of all of us in different forms. So if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. E3. My fucking God. <laughs> There's been so <laughs> much news. Um, my, The one thing that we tried to do is I, I made sure that, like, Kyle, since he is doesn't usually keep up with the news, that at least he was knew what the hell was going on with E3 this year. So that way he can... You know, come up with some crazy Kyle-style, off-the-wall, awesome antics. Oh, yeah. That's what, I fuck, that's what I fucking like. So, um... Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say we should go with the game that I'm the most excited for that I saw. Um, And basically what I'm going to do is, all I did was write down the names of shit that came out. I didn't write down any notes or anything. So, um, the coolest <laughs> thing from my E3 was the Final Fantasy VII Remake. To me, that was fucking really cool. It isn't the best thing that was announced, because there was a lot of newer games that I'm really interested in. But, like, as for Nostalgia Factor, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's been something I've been waiting for. Um, for a long time. Yeah, and the the, the storyline to me, I think that's the most gripping storyline of all the Final Fantasies, in my exactly. Opinion. Yeah, so you could expound on it the most. So it's like jackpot, you know. Yeah, so 
I mean, there's been a few articles put out um, since they announced it, and you know the developers are ensuring that the storyline is going to stay intact. Um, they specifically mentioned the cross dressing scene is going to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Cloud. <laughs> Dude, that, that was so hilarious though. And you go into like the little weight gym and all the guys in their speedos. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that though. It's classic. The, the thing is, is that is the classicness that made that game because there were some light hearted parts to the game. Little scenarios that you had to go through. Uh, yeah. And that, that, I mean, it, and it brought you closer to the character too. Exactly. It was kind of like that whole opera scene from Final Fantasy. I think it was six, which was three. There was that whole That's opera scene. scene. Exactly. Yep. That was something that was out of left field that isn't normal for an RPG. And that's the same thing about Final Fantasy VII is it had a lot of those little aspects. Yeah, and you're 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 there with the character through the ups, the downs, the humiliations, the laughs, the sadness. Like, yeah, that. And then you, they are pretty much you because you know you've experienced everything they have. Exactly. I mean, and the thing is, is that you know they're going to give it a nice fresh coat of HD paint, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. I heard they're going to add some content. Um, hopefully they don't try to innovate something. Like, you know what I mean? Because they're going to probably try to modernize it, and that could be a, an issue. Yeah, which I, which I noticed, which so far was a good thing because they got rid of the polygon world. Yeah. Super yeah. deformed, like, weirdness that PlayStation, yeah, I mean, the early PlayStation titles had. I mean, because my thing was with replaying it on like my uh, console, my console, the um, you know the Alienware that I have, um, you can upgrade the graphics on it. You know, what I mean, it'll like smooth out the jaggies, but the um, the the battles look great, the cinematics look great, but it's the the overall polygons are are pretty poor. Like they're just they're not defined at all. Like they didn't take, they just left like the arms are like nubs. The hand, there's no hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause I was actually reading about that when we were talking about it on the podcast. Like, so we were like laughing about that and like, cause they were so, I guess, limited at the time with what they could do. And it's, it's considered super deformed now. Yeah. Because it really is. They don't, yeah, it's, it's like it all does. whacked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. It does look like super deformed and I think the HD portion will allow them to, you know, make it look like a a, a current gen game, which would be great if they keep the story the same and, you know, maybe add a couple little items here and there, you know, just little treats and maybe have like a couple of like classic boss battles from the se- from different games in the series like hidden or something after the game's open or something. You know, like you You'll have, like, the ultimate, the Omega, and the Ruby weapon. Then there'll be, like, some other guys hidden or something. Yeah, and something else is great. Tifa's boobs aren't confined to just the cinematic scenes. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> let's, let's do a little side parallel. There was some controversy with, uh, what was it, Street Fighter Five? apparently. If you played... At E3, on the second player, she had, like, super jiggle physics for Chung Li. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, like, they showed a video, and her boobs are, like, all over the place. And they're like, oh, but look at her on first player. And it was, like, normal, like, not jiggling at all. Like, I guess it was, like, an, an error or something. It was hilarious. Like, super jiggling <laughs> Tifa physics. <laughs> Gotta exploit it, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing is, is I, I hope that they don't try to, like, give all the characters the um, Final Fantasy Advent Children looks. 
Mm. Like giving Barrett his cornrows and Tifa's wearing like a black suit instead of like her you know, white suspender, white shirt with suspenders and all that. Like, like hopefully weird. they keep them look, looking the same. Yeah, like odd weird stuff. Yeah, and what I saw from the trailer so far, I, I saw Barrett and then Cloud walk by after Barrett and they both look pretty yeah. good. And I was like, that's cool. So, so hopefully far, they so keep good. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, with Advent Children, I, I saw that as a, like, okay, that's after the story. So they're going to change how they look a little. It made sense. Um, and Advent Children was a pretty cool, like, little CG cinematic movie follow-up to Final Fantasy VII. So hopefully they, you know, do it right. Um, if they did the, was it the Final Fantasy Crisis Core, which was the PlayStation, the PSP one, if they added that to the beginning or as a side quest or something, that would be cool. The side quest, I mean, yeah, that'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah, you, you, know. you play as Zack in that game. You, so, so I, I wonder if they'll have, if it'll be like identical, you know, if they'll have like Vincent and stuff or if it'll be different. I hope they know. have everything. It'll be interesting to see like if they have all the weapons. Yeah, you, know, you have to fight and get. Uh, yeah, I I just hope that the they keep rewards. everything in there and just add a couple extra treats. I mean, that's that's my main thing. If they add some cool stuff, then you know it'll it'll live up to the Final Fantasy name. Um, uh-huh. Again, though, um, there there was one guy um that I saw a rant video, and it, it wasn't like you know our 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 friendly neighborhood troll. It was it was like a pretty. <laughs> Very educated rant video, uh-huh. and he basically said, "Oh, E3 was fucking good. No, E3 was fucking garbage." Because listen to this, and they're like, he's like naming off all the stuff, and everything that he was naming off was pretty much a remake <laughs> or a or a sequel. Like nothing was like there. There wasn't a whole lot of unique IPs introduced at E3 this year. Um, there were a couple, but I mean, and we're gonna talk about at least one of them, I think, today. But, but yeah. So, uh, Kevin, you've been kind of quiet over there. I think you're hacking along at home or something. What do you think about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII? I mean, uh, unfortunately, my thoughts are pretty much pointless because I never played it or got that far in the series. So huh? I'm not a big Final Fantasier. <laughs> you, you know what would be cool then is like, it'll be cool to see your aspect from a first time player. Yeah, that's about what you'd get once uh, that remake comes out. That'll be probably worthwhile because I remember probably five or six years ago because everybody hyped up number seven so much I decided, uh, you know, even though I only played Final Fantasy on the NES and then Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo, whichever number that one really is, I don't Uh, know. Four. (laughs) Okay, that one's four. Those are the only two that I've played and beaten. So uh, I went into seven on the PlayStation and kind of what you guys were saying earlier, it it was kind of jagged and rough looking a bit and i just couldn't get into it and then i just what year did you when did you do that um probably i was in college so probably almost 10 years ago so but like it was like a generation or two later after it came out yeah definitely definitely i mean there's like 360 out (laughs) when we played it when it originally came out it was very acceptable it was fine like the graphics weren't an issue at all like they're actually awesome because that was the new thing. Comparatively. Yeah, no, that's understandable. <laughs> For sure. Like, N64 is more acceptable back in the day than it is now. It didn't yeah. age well at all. <laughs> yeah, same thing. And, like, and I mean, that was that actually kind of uh, spins over to something that me and Kyle were uh, chatting about. And it's like, the more artistic games are the ones that stick out 
in our heads. Like those are the ones that we appreciate. Those are the ones we come back to. And those are the ones that like really like are the classics. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because we were we were using examples of like NES, like a lot of NES has an artistic, you know, cartoony vibe, artistic value to it. But like the ones for the PlayStation and sixty four that we gra- gravitate toward are the ones where they took an artistic approach instead of just trying to jump on the best graphics at the time. Yeah, because because yeah. like with with Doom three, we were, we were talking about like I can yeah. see where you know if someone wants a story driven game. That's where Doom Three is cool. If someone doesn't, that's where it's not that cool. Me, I'm on the fence. Sometimes I could go for one, and sometimes I could go for the other. But what, yeah. r- but what really funnels my interest is a cartoony or a pixel um, bitmap type laden game with sprites and stuff like that. Like, like exactly. And where you know you have the NES, but then you also have your Doom stuff, the original Doom, where it's someone drew that and like you know, Microsoft Paint, like, pixel by pixel kind of thing. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, it's that artistic thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things where that's where we grew up with. That's that's what we were used to. Um, and that was pushing the boundaries back in the day. So, I mean, now that we see it, it's like, hell yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> I remember when that was awesome. And now it's still awesome. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really cool. Like I um I know it's like why Rob himself like he because he used to love that so much is why he got into making games because he loved the artistic quality and you know he always thought of making his own back when he was a kid and now because of that artistic quality he's making his own. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking really cool and I like how every single like classic gamer has kind of their own story and their how it like grabbed them and then we're all in it like together though like we're all still we all came back to it but f- different ways yeah the influence of yeah. it yeah it's really crazy though that how how so many different stories can still converge in the same type of like retro style it's like freaking off yeah it's like the universal language because we all get it and understand like yeah you know where it's coming from yeah it's freaking badass (laughs) so final fantasy 7 fucking awesome um on the the grand theft auto style front fallout 4 was announced and shown and fallout 4 for you know the kyle style that's basically your Grand Theft Auto, except for the whole world had an atomic explosion. So everything's like desolate wasteland. And now you're dealing with like, you know, crazy ass um, mutated people coming after you, gangs of people like Mad Max style. Um, This one, I think they said they're going to allow you to like build up a civilization or something. Kind of reminded me of like SimCity a little bit. Hmm. But, um... And the thing is, it's it's a first person, third person style shooter. Um, so basically, you know, it's it's a role playing game style like Grand Theft Auto, where you can constantly, you know, increase your character statistics. Really cool fucking weapons. I remember Fallout Three had a a mini nuke weapon. 
So you can shoot a shoot a fucking A bomb out here. <laughs> really? Are you serious? It was, yeah, it was like a little warhead. <laughs> it's a little warhead. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I like I remember, to see that what it looks like. It, dude, it's it fucking detonates, awesome. <laughs> and uh, I remember the one really crazy thing, like you know, Final Fantasy VII had its crazy scene, the death scene. This one had a crazy scene where there's like you go to this first town once you get out of your vault, um, which is what you were safe from the atomic explosion from. And there's like a big A bomb in the middle of this, not not like a giant uh, nuclear bomb in the middle of this town. It's called like Nuclear City or something like that. There's a specific name to it. I haven't played the game in a while, so I don't remember the name. But you can choose if you want to nuke the entire town or not. (laughs) (laughs) So you can, (laughs) yeah, and you can do it and deal with the fallout, or you could leave it intact and then. There's a bunch of like, um, you know, chaos going on with the government in there and all that shit. So, you know, you can play the game two specifically different ways, which is pretty cool. And that's like one tiny aspect of that game. Replayability. And, yeah, like Fallout Three to me was kind of like, you know, Grand Theft Auto Vice City style. Um, it was just like it was a classic. However, in the wrong time for me because I don't have time to play it. So it was just an unfortunate thing where I didn't get through, get to play it as much as I would have liked to. So Fallout 4 is coming out. If I can get my wife into it, and that would mean that there would have to be a multiplayer aspect so she can play online with, you know, our nephews. That should be for sure, right? Well, you would think nowadays. So, but um, yeah, the, the Fallout series, though, is um, it's turned out to be a really cool one. I think Fallout 1 and possibly 2 are only PC. I think they were only PC, and then when 3 came out, they moved it to, that was like Xbox 360 and PS3 era. So, it was like a later PC games for the first two Fallouts. But, um, but yeah, really cool fucking series. So, those are two major games that are coming out. Um, We have, let's see, the Xbox One was announced that it's going to allow backward compatibility with 360 games. And that's just notable to me because um, my wife was saying there was a bunch of people blowing up the uh, social media saying they're pissed because they sold off all their games. Oh, <laughs> shit. One of those again, huh? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So, um, Another wave. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, um, the Xbox One's interesting, Kyle. I don't know if you realize this, but whenever you buy a game, it basically has to download the entire game onto the hard drive. Um, so you have to wait for it to install or whatever. So basically the Xbox one's going to be backward compatible with like, they're going to start with like a hundred titles and you're probably going to put in the disc and it's going to read it and just rip it to the hard drive. So that's cool to me. That'll be fine. Um, and I'll, I'll enjoy it because I mean, there isn't a ton on the Xbox one that has continually brought me back to it. I've always, I always go back to the PS4. It's the indie support and all that. And if they support a lot of the indie games from the 360, the 360 had better indie games than the PS3. So it's kind of weird how last generation, the indie games were all on Xbox. This generation, it seems like the indie games are all on the PS4. Um, yeah. And it's like, there's still some, because Kevin can you know, you know know chime in. And there are a lot of indie games on Xbox One. It just seems like, for some reason, the PlayStation Network either gets them earlier 
or they just have a couple extras that I like. Maybe it's my own personal preference that I like them, because, you know, I'm a weird retro gamer, not a current gen. I don't know. But I just, for some reason, it's the PlayStation Network just seems to be better this generation for indie. I don't know. So, that's fucking cool, though. Um, let's see. The Rare Collection was announced for the Xbox One. So I don't know if you're you are tracking a lot of uh, games by Rare, Kyle. No, but it's guys cool. I'm always interested in see what's. Yeah. So so I mean, Rare they did Snake Row and Roll on the NES. Yep. Yep. Um, Battletoads. They, they did Battletoads. Uh, what's cool? RC Pro Am. RC Pro Am. Fuck yeah. Call there. Fuck yeah. Um, and I saw some demos from E3 of people playing it. Uh, and they were showing off the Battletoads Arcade. So the Battletoads Arcade is going to be on this, oh, cool. which is fucking awesome. Nice. But, That's a great game. So as they were scrolling through, yeah, man, they have nice. the Xbox 360 garbage games like the Viva Pinata and the um, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. But um, they were scrolling through, and so they're going to have Blast Core on this. Ooh. So I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> Just uh, Classic. Man. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be a straight port. It probably will be. Um, I know that there's going to be a couple major omissions, obviously. One will be um, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, they're not going to put that on a Microsoft console. <laughs> what about Killer Instinct? And, is it, they had, don't uh, they have... Which which system is Killer Instinct for? I can't remember. Uh, Killer Instinct's on the Xbox One. I mean, Not for PlayStation, though, right? No. This is, all, this is for the Xbox One, because Rare is owned by Microsoft. Oh, no shit. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. Click. Yeah. Clicky, clicky. Okay, yeah. Because um, last generation, they had Rare fucking developing Connect games, like motion games for the Xbox, which was stupid. Now they're having Rare, you know, get back to the roots a little bit. Um, and doing this collection just kind of like shows, hey, here's where Rare came from. Um, what's really cool though, is that, you know, while we're going to miss Donkey Kong Country, we're going to miss Goldeneye for sure. It should have perfect dark on there. So at least you're going to get one of the 64, um, you know, shooters for the multiplayer fun. That was a classic. Yeah. I'm not sure if it'll support four player multiplayer. It should. I don't see why it wouldn't. Hopefully you Um, won't need an expansion pack this time. (laughs) (laughs) That's classic. (laughs) I was just thinking about that because I think um, Pat the NES Punk did a uh, completely on his podcast. Him and Ian were talking about like how when Ian sells stuff, he makes sure that they have a fucking expansion pack or have the zapper before he sells them a game for those. I was thinking about that. I don't know if my 64 has the expansion or if it's like one that's in the closet. I got to check. <laughs> that suck if I like got rid of one and it had the expansion in it. That's that's really cool of them to do that because if yeah. if I saw it, I'd be like, man, I got to shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, like picks ain't cheap. Yeah, either. like so you know most people are just out for themselves, but he's obviously wants you to have a good, a good experience. Well, like he said, it was like twofold. Number one is that he doesn't want some you know person coming back into his store saying, "Hey, this shit doesn't work." You just have to bring it back. That's into one the thing. Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, he's like, he's not. He's like, he would wouldn't do that because it, it wouldn't be right. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he had too much anxiety for fucking over people. Like, and that that's completely awesome that he would like because he he mentioned that specifically, and I'm like, 
I'm like, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, there's no way in hell I would sell something to somebody if I was running a store. And most importantly, most importantly, I would go back because that's awesome. So I'm going to go back and buy more shit. <laughs> yeah. There I mean, he, go, was using you know? the exa- he was using the example of people uh, buying any of zappers. And, you know, they one time, one guy didn't realize that he only had an HDTV and didn't have a CRT and it didn't work. And he brought it back and it didn't work. And he's like, wait a second, do you have an LCD TV? He's like, yeah. He's like, no, it's not going to work, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, usually he said he usually catches that though. That was, that was pretty cool. That, that was a really good conversation. They've been doing some really good podcasts like recently. Some of their topics they've been, they've been spot on. No, they're both real guys. That's all you can ask for, you know? Yeah. hundred percent real guys. Yeah. And like Ian, if he's gonna be a dick, he's gonna be a dick. He's gonna state his, <laughs> he's gonna state what he thinks. Just you know like what I mean? us. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see a similarity. Here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the so the rare collection looks fucking cool. I'm I'm going to definitely get that. That is like the first Xbox One game that I'm like, all right, I gotta get that motherfucker. Like I'm the Halos and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll get it eventually. Must, must buy territory. Yeah, I mean, because it, it has, like, as soon as I saw Blast Core on there, I'm like, all right, yep, got to get it. I've been meaning to replay Blast Core as it is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know anything about The Last Guardian? Nope. <laughs> what about you, you, Kevin? Yeah. No dice. No dice. All right, so little history on The Last Guardian. It was announced, like, years ago. It showed a, like, a video, and this was, you know, last generation, of a big bird-like creature um, and a little kid. And basically, the little kid is supposed to use the bird-like creature to help platform. And it is the spiritual successor by the makers of Ico and Shadow of Colossus, which are two like very impressive PS2 games. Like They're amazing. Like Shadow of Colossus is like a giant world. Ico looks amazing. It's like it's artistic style. Like they look great. This is like the third one, and it never came out. Um, there's a joke every year. Oh, they're gonna announce the Last Guardian this year. They did, <laughs> and they showed um, some play, like playable in-game video from it, um, and actually them playing it. And it's like a little kid. He's platforming, and he's using the giant like bird-like creature and it's like jumping across and knocking down pieces of the broken like stone so that the the kid can cross and it's pretty interesting to say the least i don't know how um accessible the game will be but it'll definitely be artistic and look amazing um yeah that's like one of those things where the last guardian is like a classic e3 joke and then they released it same thing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then they release it. Like the, it was like the year of the, the troll this year at E3. <laughs> like They're just like trolling everyone. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to announce a Final Fantasy VII Remake. And people thought I was joking when I posted that on my Facebook. And then, oh yeah, here's the trailer, by the way. <laughs> there it is, boom. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Let's see here. Oh, the third troll. Because you had Last Guardian, Final Fantasy VII Remake. The third troll, Shenmue 3. So, Shenmue from the Dreamcast, Shenmue 2 is on the Xbox. It ended with a cliffhanger. You know, many years later, 
should we finally get a Shenmue 3? Cool. So that game, um, I never really liked the series because the Shenmue games were like kind of like almost life simulators at one point where it's like, all right, you're going to go and go to a like Coke machine and get a Coke and drink the Coke. And walk around and talk to people. But didn't the Reno play one on like the? It's like a love one where you like. I think there was like a love story or something. Mm-hmm. And you like go into like an apartment and you try to like date this woman. Yeah, I think so. Uh, see, I have good memories of watching him play. It's probably so, not something that I would play, but to me, it's more of like a voyeuristic game where I could watch someone else play it. Yeah, you know, like one of those. It, kind of <laughs> it's like a and it proof positive that that is a really good voyeuristic game because with Shemu two they included a video of like Shemu one with all like the of the game so you could watch Shemu one. <laughs> it's pretty crazy that you mentioned that actually. Yeah. Um, now here's where I have to get on my soapbox yes. and get <laughs> a little bit pissed off though. Uh-uh. <laughs> so. Main stage of fucking E3, Shenmue 3, they announced it's going to Kickstarter. Sony took a game to Kickstarter. Sony. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Like, like. They need money. So, so what? Now, when we were trolled a few weeks ago, what did we claim? We, I, <laughs> exactly. What exactly. the fuck did I claim? I said, all right, so we had Mighty Number no. 9, <laughs> big fucking, co- big, big name. Like six months later, we get this other game. A month, three months later after that, we get another big game. It's called Bloodstain. Not two weeks after fucking Bloodstain closed, another one. Floodgates. And this thing was funded over $2 million in the first day. It's over $3 million right now. So, yeah, it's 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 ruining what Kickstarter is supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's, it's, as I said, the writing's on the wall. I'm glad yep. mine's coming out next week, like, while people aren't burned out yet. Because I just see it coming, man. And It is, it is. Here's the thing, though. Um, you know, I'm an analyst by nature, right? And that's yeah. probably why this podcast gets a little analytical at times. It should, a lot of it analytical. At times. For smart people. But, okay, so if you if you go, and any of the listeners can do this too, if you go on the Bloodstained Ritual Kickstarter, look at the campaign, go down, look at everything. Then go to Shenmue 3, look at the campaign, scroll down. You could scroll down side by side. They look fucking cookie cutter identical. Which is exactly what what we were saying. Like, um, the Igavania one set the standard, and then all the other yeah. all the other companies are like, "Oh, check this out! Check this out! We so, should so use this." Either, yep, it's hilarious. So, so let's let's jump on the George Lutz Duncan. I don't know fucking conspiracy theory here too. Let's say that they're all ran by the same person or same company or same background or something. Um, now it wouldn't realistically, it wouldn't be hard just to follow their template, especially if you got money like Sony does. And especially because you can take the code from a web page and just, that's what they did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like no K- Kickstarter is just like, you could probably price. look at the source, but Kickstarter has this weird like builder thing. 
Like you, you can't look at the source code on Kickstarter. It's it's actually been pissing me off because <laughs> it's like I'm sitting there trying to do bullets underneath pictures and the bullets are double spaced on one. Then the next fucking one, they're single spaced. And I'm like, I can't just change it because they don't have enough options. So I'm like, God damn it. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus. I don't know if it's that easy. I mean, they could obviously look at the source code. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But I mean, basically... Mine's going to, if you're going to scroll down mine, it's going to look very similar to Shenmue 3 and Bloodstained. Why? Because those made millions of dollars and they've now set the fucking standard that I need to follow. I didn't want to do a chart. I was trying to avoid doing that little chart that they had at the bottom of Bloodstained, which basically had like a line graph showing what you get for each one. Shenmue 2 or Shenmue 3 did the same fucking thing. So now it's like, oh, I got to do the damn line chart. <laughs> That's like the one part I don't want to do. And it's like, ugh. It's going to be a lot of work. It is. <laughs> a lot it's of work. tedious work, though. Yeah. Setting the standards. Super I mean, I was, I was tempted to not do reward pictures. Like, a picture of each reward, um, you know, on, on the actual campaign section. Because there's a whole, you know, the rewards are all texted out on the right side of a Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Um, now, I did it yesterday because fucking Shenmue 3 did it, too. Uh-huh. Um, I did, I did it, and it looks fucking amazing, though. So, <laughs> I, I'll give them that. It looks fucking cool. But it's like, man, the writing's on the wall because now Sony has a fucking Kickstarter. It's like, why? They just God. don't want to take a game. I mean, I can understand from a a business perspective why they would do it. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it there's no gamble for them because if it doesn't get funded, they don't finish it's it. Kicking people like you in the nuts. Yeah, it's it's the little the small guys, and it's like, because the thing is, is it's gonna make it so the guys that have the really experimental projects, they're really gonna have a hard time gaining a foot. Um, now Rob, you know, he's with me in this Kickstarter. He saw that shit with with Chemi Three. He's like, dude, this is exactly what you fucking said from Bloodstain. It is. Like, it's fucking happening. Yeah. He said. He said the best thing. And then Andrea, my wife, fucking said something that's even greater. So he said, this is, Rob said, this is exactly what happened to YouTube. All the big <laughs> fucking companies started coming in YouTube. Yep, yep. And all the little guys were getting pushed off. And now it's hard for them to get their fucking foot in the door. And then actually, that actually happened in the real world, like before the internet, too, you know? like Yeah. Walmart started killing off the, Walmart started killing off the mom and pop stores destroying everybody yeah this is the classic capitalism big business fucking mentality it's yeah. it's crazy because like with with youtube even the main youtubers are moving to patreon because yeah. they're not able to garner as much because the example i like is okay so you know kevin's gonna start doing fucking nintendo reviews he has to go up against fucking nintendo they have their own <laughs> fucking channel. Like, like, who are you going to watch? Yep. Right. If I'm going to look up a new fucking game, I'm going to watch the trailer from Nintendo first. Exactly. And then uh, somebody I'll stick like with Kevin retro. is going to get fucking <laughs> lost in the sauce. You know what yep. I mean? Lost in the and that's, sauce. Yes, sir. So, and then Andrea says this is the same fucking thing that hap- is happening, and it's happened to eBay. Yeah, and that's same why way. I'm, like, done with eBay for a while, man. Yeah. Because she said, like... Toys R Us is on fucking eBay selling shit. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, goddamn it, too much. Goodwill's all over it. Yeah, Goodwill. Like, Goodwill, like, absolutely. Uh, fuck yeah! Like, 
Like it's it's that crazy thing where it starts off at a like eBay started off as like a, a flea market aspect to us. Like it was like yeah. flea market yard sales, and now it's you know they have resellers that know what everything's worth, so they're smart on there because they have to because the big businesses are on there too. Like so, next you're gonna see Walmart on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Craigslist is next to go. I'm telling you, like <laughs> all the dominoes fall eventually. Ah, oh, damn yep. it! Walmart's gonna start setting up at fucking Uncle John's flea market. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like, that's conspiracy theory style, though. It's classic, but it is classic capitalism. And (laughs) really, though, like, you got to see it as, you know, the first guy that jumps into that fucking both feet in was Mighty Number 9. And I think he was the most indie because he was kind of annexed by um, Capcom in Fune. Like, he mm-hmm. kind of was done with Capcom because they were, you know, canning Mega Man games. Um, I'm not sure what um, what order that happened in, like, whether he left first or they canned Mega Man first and he left. I'm not sure if there was a one way or the other. But he started that because, you know, he's like, well, I wanted to make a Mega Man game. Now I'm making one. That's what I got out of that. That was legitimate. And then it made a shit ton of fucking money. Um, once it made that much money you know all the fucking companies are like seeing dollar signs yep. <laughs> and they're coming up with their ideas um i think it was shenmue 3 like because i i watched a the, like with a trailer release um and or no i watched the kickstarter video because i'm looking for like to see what they're doing with their videos so i can set because they all set the fucking standard um and he said something like he's been you know He's, he, he watched Kickstarter for the last three years, so he's been planning this for a while. So there's going to be a lot of little pro, little projects coming out of the fucking woodwork, I think. And I think it's going to happen, I think, this holiday season, man. We're going to see it. Like, like we, we saw it within, like, two weeks of the fucking last one. Now we got another one. It's gonna, they're going to start coming, churning out like fucking clockwork, I think. Yeah, the exponential growth is coming. And then what's going to happen is what happens with everything. Um we're going to get burnt out on it because they're going to do, they're going to get, get too far. They're going to do too much. Yep. And the the money's going to even out a little bit, but it just sucks because they're going to do all that at the expense of the grassroots projects, the small projects. Um, and then it's really going to be like, all right, you're going to have to stand out. You're going to really, it's going to be just like doing anything else. Kickstarter isn't going to be a way to get your idea off the ground. It's going to be a way for you to get, a great idea off the ground where it's something that would sell without Kickstarter. Yeah, you, you better have spark shoot, shooting out your ass, man. <laughs> yeah. Like basically it's going to defeat the purpose of Kickstarter because you're going to have to have it. So that way you could basically sell it to a fucking company. Anyways, yeah. it's going to have to be something that's a, a given because otherwise they're like, Oh, well I'll just wait for fucking, you know, Microsoft to really their next Kickstarter. Why would I, you know, <laughs> help out uh, K- KWK box games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's going to get to that point. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I took mine, this one, to my, my my next book to Kickstarter because it's the NES collector's guide. Like, this is the nostalgia that everybody has for it right now. So the, the question is, is that if I did one on like homebrew games or unlicensed games or Famicom games or something that's more niche, 
I don't think it would be as popular. So that might be something I would take to Indiegogo, but I wouldn't take it to Kickstarter because Kickstarter is, you know, you want to take your, your, it's going to have to be, you're going to have to take your big picture stuff. And especially when, by the time I get another book written in a couple years, yeah, it's good. So it's going to fucking be mess. But yeah, do that. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) 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 But yeah, man, like for real, it's, it's crazy. Like, and, and I want to play Shenmue three, like, but, (laughs) <laughs> like, did they really have to take it to Kickstarter? I mean, they made $3 million in, in like, a couple days. I think there's enough there that there's no risk. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> I don't think there's any risk there involved with making that game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like the adult, like, jumping in the, the kiddie pool, almost. Like, here I come, yeah, boom! And it's like, everything yeah, is Yeah, he's gonna drown. <laughs> Yeah, because I like see I see Kickstarter as a way for like someone like me who, if I release a book, I'll sell. I think my last book sold a couple hundred, but like this is a way to get me like get some extra eyes on. And once the big freaking beasts come in there, they're gonna get all the freaking advertising. They're gonna get everything. I'm gonna get lost in the sauce again. Yeah. It's, It'd be no different than if I just published it and didn't, you know, take all the time. Because this is taking a lot of time to get this Kickstarter up and running properly. They make it actually look fucking amazing and show off what we actually have. Like, (laughs) it's really, it's been an interesting experience, but, like, it's not been easy at all. I see why a lot of people don't do it. And it's it's more um, (laughs) evidence that... We should st- always stick to our guns, no matter what any naysayers may say. Because look, it, it just came true. Like, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Like, look what happened. It's true. You know, so it's 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 crazy. It's the big it's a big business way, and it's here to fucking stay, man. It's sad. And- it's it's just it's just one of those things that like I'm an analyst for a reason. <laughs> like I can see that shit from a mile away. It is blatantly clear that it was coming, and it happened not a week, like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's just funny to me because it was, it was so quick that it happened. It's hilarious. And that's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. It really is. You know, we we know what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's and we Who never. Thought? Yeah, right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> And we're fucking insane.
<laughs> Alright, so I think we were going to the uh, Nintendo way. So, um, Nintendo, come on. So for the E3, we'll go, like, kind of, at least we'll start where Nintendo started, and they had the Nintendo World Championships last weekend. Um, and this was, you know, after the preliminaries uh, that we talked about before, where they had, you know, the the Nintendo World Championship um, at the Best Buys. Yeah. This was actually nope. the California one, um, and they had 16 people there. There was the eight people from Best Buy and then eight fucking handpicked speedrunners or some shit. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what was cool, though, is the guy who won, his name was, like, John Numbers. Um, they didn't use any anybody's real names, by the way. They used all fucking tags, which kind of annoyed me. But, um, yeah, John Numbers, he um, actually was the winner in New York. So, fuck their hand-picked speedrunners. They should have let 16 fucking people from the from the contest go in, in my opinion. No. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that's weird to yeah. me, too. It's like having a, like a public thing and then having Michael Jordan compete at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> no. What the hell? It's like, that's not very fair. Like, why did they get, like... They <laughs> well, I mean, they, they should have fucking, like, let, like, a, a Thor Ackerman play or somebody else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, maybe he'd be, he might have turned it down, though, because I don't think he enjoys the whole spotlight, the competitive gaming thing anymore. Fred Savage didn't play? Oh, the actor? Yeah. It was the other no. guy, though, remember? Yeah. Kevin. Remember the... The guy who I California. thought was initially in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, he was there. But here's the thing: no. they should have had someone come back and like defend the championship. Like, yeah, exactly. With yep. the belt, like um, wrestling, have been great. No, I do know at the beginning of the Nintendo World Championships, uh, they did show uh, Thor at the beginning. That's cool. Because they flew, oh, they let him yeah. come in. So him, yeah. yeah, they showed him for like a second, and a couple of the other champions from back in the day. So they highlighted them for a second. Um, so so this was a pretty cool tournament, though. Um. I actually was playing Amiibos with London that night, so <laughs> I uh, missed the first hour. <laughs> but um, but the first hour, because um, they did like a little recap at the end. Um, they did like Splatoon, which was you know you're painting the fucking canvas on a, a level, and they competed that way. The first elimination, because um, basically what they did was the team that won won, and then the team that lost went into the elimination round. The elimination round, they have to play a game, and the winner can go on to the next round with the winners. Uh, the elimination round was speedrunning Legend of Zelda, the original. Mm, that's always nice. a yeah. great thing to watch. I didn't watch it, so I, but I think they just did a dungeon as fast as possible to get the Triforce. I'm not sure if okay. it was like the last dungeon or if it was the middle one. So they did that. On the next round, I want to say, what the fuck was it? It was Metroid Blast Ball. Um, they were going one on one, and then the elimination round was speed running the end of Super Metroid, where you fight Mother Bray. <laughs> oh man, that game it was so great. That was fucking awesome. That's it, that's amazing uh, finale. But, yeah, uh, like, and that was round yeah. two. Now round three, uh, they played Mario Kart Eight. And then the elimination round was what the fuck balloon fight. Oh, cool! Hmm. So and they did the balloon ride version where they just went along. Um, oh yeah, that's where I was kind of pissed off because um, I, if you remember, I talked about the Patrick Scott Patterson playing competitively versus a guy, and they went back and forth. In the last minute, he got beat out. 
that guy, I swear, had like one of the top scores, and he didn't advance in the blue mm. five one. Weird. I, like I, I would have to go back and Crazy. watch, and I'm pretty sure I probably just missed the the other guy scoring higher. But I was like looking, I'm like, man, he had to have won. <laughs> um, the fourth round was a Smash Brothers tournament, so yeah. Um, and apparently John Numbers who won, like he is known for doing smash winning smash brothers so that's a given that he was going to win that um but yeah so then the top two of the smash brothers tournament went on to the finale the finale was freaking awesome because it was super mario maker so they had four levels from super mario maker and basically they competed one on one one at a time and the other person wore like a blindfold and so they played a Mario Brothers 1 level that Nintendo developed. So it was like an evil-ass fucking level. Bunch of crazy shit. It was a perfect way to show off. It was like like Mario 3 was back on The Wizard. It was like a complete advertisement for Mario Maker. Um, yeah. Then the next one was a Mario 3 level. The next one was a Mario World level. And then the final one was New Super Mario. And they went head-to-head. And how they worked it was is that Whoever won the first three, they got a 15-second head start per one that they won. And, like, the other guy who was in the finals was named Cosmo. And so John Numbers won the first one, Cosmo won the second, and John Numbers won the third one. So John Numbers got a 15-second head start. But the the new Super Mario level in the World Championships, it was you had to do, like, wall kicks. I don't know if you guys ever used the wall kicks in the new Super Mario Wii game or the new... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... So John Numbers mastered that shit. So like in 15 seconds, he got through that section where the Cosmo guy was stuck there for a long time. So Numbers oh, wow. like destroyed him and, and won. But it was like the wall kick started in N64, I think. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, yeah. That was the f- that I think the new series which started on the DS. I think that was the first time that the 2D did the wall kick. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I could be. Fucking crazy. Could be done in Hotel Mario on the fucking CDI, bro. I know. There you go. <laughs> That's a great game. Oh, Lord. You goddamn right it is. No bad Mario games, people. But, um, but yeah, That's right. in the end, though, like the World Championships was cool. It's up on Nintendo's YouTube, you know, because Nintendo definitely belongs on YouTube, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, a couple hour watch. It's fucking entertaining. Um, at the very beginning, they announced Earthbound Beginnings is now in the Nintendo eShop. So they released the NES Earthbound finally in the US nice. with English translation. So the one that was in Nintendo Power that was supposed to be released in the States, they finally released it. So that's pretty cool. Better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's when you can get into the whole Nintendo age forum thread or internet threads about the legality and the, um, about doing reproduction cartridges now, because now I have, you know, I have mother and earthbound on NES cartridges for the NES. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but now it's in the eShop. So there's people that are selling those cartridges there. That's, you know, that's hitting a legality line at that point. Because that's something that Nintendo's currently making money on, and you're dipping into their profits. You're dipping into their fucking pocket. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah. The, that, that, that becomes the issue with some of the reproduction carts and the digital downloads. Yeah. I mean, I personally would rather have it on a fucking cartridge, but 
Nintendo is still producing the actual um the actual game on currently. They just released it for the first time ever. Can you and, go in and like run rough shot? Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's interesting and that is the interesting thing about like reproduction cartridges. That's why I'm like a major advocate for like homebrews because people are making those and you're supporting their work. Whereas reproductions, um, now the the crazy medium is hacks because a, tr- a fan translation could eventually be released. Um, like I think the Earthbound Beginnings, though, it was already translated because they already had a Nintendo prototype cartridge, so that one was already done. But like a fan translation could be released eventually, like a Mother Three, for example. However hacks use you know the code from a a game so they take final fantasy they change up the maps or they add you know change the characters look like mario characters they do something else and then they release it so there's a a crazy middle portion that you know hits up legality as well because but um, it's always cool. I mean, I always say more games the better. However, you know what's who's to say what's right and what's not. You know, always gray areas. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. As far as hacks go, Super Mario Three Mix. Woo! Oh, absolutely. That's a good one. I, that's actually sitting in my Nintendo television right now. How's playing? It? <laughs> there you go. That's that's the one that I would recommend. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk a little bit about Three Mix since we're going along the river sticks as it flows. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the river. Exactly, gotta go down the river. <laughs> so, so Mario Three Mix. Um, it was a. It took multiple years for them to finish the hack. Um, and it's basically Mario Brothers Three mixed. That's why it's called Three Mix. Um, you can choose between Mario, Luigi, or Toad. Uh, it allows saving after every level. Um, choosing whatever world whenever you want to. Every world is based off of a Mario game or has a cool, like, aspect to it. So, World 1's Mario 1, World 2's Mario 2, um, World 3's, I, World 3 or 4 is, like, Ghost World. Um, yeah. then you get into, like, there's a Mario Sunshine World, there's a, um, and there's a freaking Mario Galaxy World, where, like, all the gravity's all crazy. And this is all in a 2D Mario 3. No, so, it's fucking cool. They changed some of the power-ups, gave you some new power-ups. All the bosses are a little different. They're, the Koopa Kids aren't in it. You have to fight uh, Bowser Jr. in various forms and various vehicles and shit. And the PD Piranha's in it and some other classics. Um, and the cool thing was is like after you beat Bowser finally at the end of the game, they have Comet Stars that go into every level. And so then you have to beat go back and to get more star coins you beat certain levels with just small mario you can't get any power-ups other ones you get to collect blue uh coins um and it's really cool aspect because if you get all the coins which i still haven't done if you get all the fucking star coins it opens up a whole bonus world and i have no fucking clue i've i've purposely avoided watching it online but um, yeah, there's a whole bonus world that gets unlocked. I'm I'm pretty close. I'm only a few star coins away, and a couple of the worlds. That's it. But um, oh, but yeah, Mario Three Mix is amazing. Um, Mario Adventure was another one that was that was my favorite until Mario Three Mix came out. And what's 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 great about Three Mix is like 
Um, the levels are designed at an expert kind of pace, so mm-hmm. they're super hard. But the cool thing that you find out is you will beat them eventually if you just keep, you know, plotting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt like they were pretty fair comparatively to, like, the crazy ultra-hard Mario hacks, because there's some really, like, meant-to-be speed-ran with the emulator, like, safe-stated ROM Yeah, hacks. it wasn't, like, insane, you know? As long as you plotted away um, slowly but surely, you would beat it kind of thing, you know? Yeah, there, there's a midpoint in three mix. And and what's cool is you could save it, and that's actually what Kevin and, Kevin and I were talking about, was yeah. like how Sonic Three had saves, and yep. yeah, and like if if the other two Sonics or hell any game every game had saves, how nice it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I I don't see why they didn't do it. It maybe because it's too expensive to have those extra uh, ROM chips in there for saving, but the battery. It's, it's not like uh, yeah, it battery backups and that kind of stuff. Who knows why they did that stuff. But no, Sonic 3, for the Sonic series, that's what I remember. I can't remember. I'm assuming Sonic and Knuckles saved. I didn't play that mm-hmm. one much. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles saved. I would assume so. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's why I liked uh, 3 and, and Knuckles, too, is the whole saving aspect. Um, I always felt like 1 and 2, Sonic 1 and 2, were kind of like quicker games to beat, too, for some reason. Maybe because we They're had like to. like in one sitting, you could beat those. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they're like one sitting games. Yeah, I used to. Two's a little long, but it's still one sitting. Yeah. Eventually, you kick the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a that was a cool River Sticks from Earthbound Beginnings to <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. That's how oh, yeah. we do it. There you go. That's how we roll. Um, no, but so, uh, hey, and then go, before Kevin mentioned, like, what's what's with the Michael Jackson thing? Like, oh yeah, that's right. You, you, I'm, I was telling Kyle, I'm surprised they didn't know that Michael Jackson wrote the music for Sonic 3. He was working mm-hmm. with the team, and then he got all that, uh, we'll say, negative attention in the media. And then they're like, okay, uh, we're not, we don't want to associate with you. And f- they found a way to take the music he already wrote for the game and change it just enough so then they didn't have to put his name on or anything, from what I understand. Yep. And the music in Sonic 3 really stands out, in my opinion. I think that's probably the best music in the series is in that game. Yeah, it's some really good music. Yeah, I almost got that one too late in the Genesis life cycle to, like, master it. Because that was on the other things. Who who knows what, but... Um, that game, to me, seemed like it, it would be the funnest, because it had so many gimmicks to it. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't you ride that, like, board... Yeah, and you had, like, Tails could pick you up and fly around and stuff. That was kind of different. Yeah. yeah. If you did two players. Yeah, and it had, like, the different power-ups instead of, you know, I think you had, like, the shield power-up in Sonic 1. They had, like, all these different, like... Oh, yeah, like electricity and fire. Yeah. And, and then, like, the the bubble one is one that I like, because, remember, you'd always drown in Sonic 1, so Sonic 3 actually had a bubble shield, so you never drowned. Yeah, sweet. That's always what made... The, the water level is the hardest in Sonic 1 and 2. Cause you always yeah, waiting had for that it. bubble to bubble to show up in an ever-wooden time and you'd just die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was always really annoying in that game. But no, it, and I always liked the special stage in Sonic 3 the best. I hated it in Sonic 2. Sonic 2, it looked cool, but it was a pain in the ass. That tunnel crap. Yeah. yeah the first one had, like, the, 
geometric like <clears throat> gem thing that was like rotating, and you had to uh-huh. fall through. Yeah, the... that one was that one was good. I didn't that was mind pretty that tripped one. Out, I must say. And then was was three <laughs> yeah. the orbs? Yeah, three was yeah. just get the orbs. Like, <laughs> you like jump over yep, the they little made that noise. Yep. jump over the little ones that aren't the color. That's yep. yeah. That, that was pretty cool. And, yeah, that is. Fun. Yeah, that one was. See, cool. see, now I didn't. They get faster and faster. Genesis growing up, but I played it. Played any Genesis I played was either with you, Kyle, or it was with our buddy Keenan. And Keenan had Sonic Two. He never got any of the others, so I played Sonic Two. Mm, okay. Oh. Yeah. That was and, a I mean, great I, one, though. That's that's yeah. my favorite because I played it the most, though. So, so you've at least played all the Sonics, though, haven't you, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sonic One. Have you be- uh, obviously played and beaten by? Well, no I mean, player? I have yeah. a Genesis, and I mean, I've played and beaten Sonic CD and all those, like everything now. Okay, but, that's a good one. Oh yeah, Sonic CD is fucking amazing. Can't forget about that. Yeah, Sonic CD is great, but it's confusing as hell because of the past, present, future aspect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell do I need to be? And I just want to beat the level. I just kind of run, and it, <laughs> it kind of works. It yeah. works up. <laughs> That's that's where I hit my doom thing. I just got to sit there. Where's the exit button? I don't need to be in past, future, present. Just where the hell's the end thing? <laughs> got to run for it. That's all. Yeah. But no, those are all great games. So um, yeah, let's finish on Nintendo, and then we'll yeah. uh, we'll go over to to uh, the the finale. Um, it's on the brink. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay. Um, new Star Fox was announced. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, dude, and it looks fucking amazing. They um, they implemented. I mean, it looks beautiful, but um, they implemented some cool shit where you can like you have your your R wing, the actual jet. Um, they have the tank from sixty four version. They also have the little walker, and that I guess was in Star Fox two that never got released. Oh right, right. Yeah, I mean, I have a you know a cart you know reproduction. Um. But, um, yeah, there's the little, there's that. And then there's like a little like helicopter type of floaty copter, which I thought was interesting. But, um, yeah, they have all those aspects to it. It looks a lot like it plays like the 64 version, which is awesome. Yes. Good thing. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as they don't do any crazy, your favorite Kyle, the fucking second screen gimmick bullshit will be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it didn't seem like it did from like people playing it on the floor at E3 and all that cuz you know, I'd watch a couple short videos. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks cool. Um I'm looking forward to it. That'll probably be actually a day one buy for me. I would totally get that. I mean, as long as you say yeah. it's just controller game. That's cool. Yeah, as long as it you know, it doesn't Straight do anything up. crazy. Second, <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah. So, um you know, speaking of major Nintendo franchises, uh, they announced a new Zelda um, for the 3DS. It's part of the actual timeline. It's um, sweet. Basically, it is a. Th- it's weird because it's cooperative Zelda. It's three player cooperative. Like four play- swords or something. Yeah, but it's like three players and the person's three swords. Yeah, it's not. It's like <laughs> yeah. It's, there's, I like it, and then there's parts of it that I'm not going to like. Um, the first thing that I really like is it's the same graphics, the same style as A Link Between Worlds, which is the spiritual successor to Link to the Past. So it looks just like that, so that already kicks into the whole, all right, we got another fucking awesome Zelda game on our hands. Um, but 
you can play one player with it. You're just going to have to deal with the two other players. It's kind of like playing Four Swords Adventures on the GameCube with one player. Um, you've got to u- manipulate the other characters to be able to do puzzles and shit. So I don't know how easy that's going to be. It might be annoying. The what what you're supposed to do is like say Kevin gets the game, I get the game, and then somebody who's not Kyle gets the game. <laughs> yeah, you got to buy three the game three times to play it. <laughs> it is that we could all play on the internet together. So we could okay. all sit there and play through Zelda. That's what they they want people to do. Now I'm not sure if it's on the internet or we have to be within the vicinity of each other because it could be that too. Which would defeat oh, the right. defeat the purpose, but um, yeah. yeah, but um, now all that seems all right. Like that could be done right. It could be done wrong for the uh, cooperative. Um, in the end, it's still Zelda. But what the part that I don't really dig about it, if you watch the video, is there's a huge focus on what you're wearing, and it's not oh, yeah, it's not costumes. like putting fucking like badass armor on Link or something. Like they showed Link wearing a Princess Zelda dress. Oh Lord. It's like cross dressing. It was like it seriously it looked like they were heavily emphasizing cross dressing in it. And like pajamas and stuff. And like PJ. Yeah, like and they're like, all these outfits will give your character different stat boosts. So I'm like, yeah. so you're gonna have to use them unless you just wanna be I mean, I might just stay vanilla Link and say fuck it because I don't want to <laughs> like I might just do get all frou frou. Yeah, like I mean, it would be cool if they put big ass armor on them or you know something really awesome looking, like maybe the Grim Reaper or something. <laughs> so you gotta make yeah. Zelda freakish, great. That's great. Yeah, and it's like it's like there's a huge that's focus. Cute man, it's cute. Yeah, so that right there, that's the one part. I mean, because I can deal with the cooperative part if it's like a if it's done well. Um, which I'm assuming it's going to be Zelda. It's, it's going to be done well. Like, there's no way that Nintendo's going to jack up, like, puzzles in Zelda game. But, um, I don't like that focus. Um, now, is it enough to deter me from buying the game? No. Um, but I just probably won't play that aspect. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. they do put out some cool armor or something, then I'll just, I'll do that. But, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, you know, pros and cons. Um, People were saying that Nintendo um, had a pretty poor showing at E3. Um, I don't really agree with that because they put out a lot of stuff. Um, they didn't announce a lot of like shocker stuff, like a new Final Fantasy VII or Shenmue Three, or you know, they didn't have those crazy like announcements because a lot of shit was either leaked or talked about, you know, a week or two prior. Yeah. No big surprises yeah. was pretty much. I mean, overall, it was a good show. It was just kind of underwhelming yeah. if you look at everything. Well, and then the one game that we didn't mention was the um, the little Federation Force Metroid spinoff that doesn't... Yep. Yeah, and like people are fucking pissed for that. <laughs> like, been bitching and putting out a... They're putting out a petition to sign to fucking cancel the game. And the irony is, is I sent that petition to you guys, like 15,000 signatures aren't going to do shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, that's not no, going to do nothing. I was like, I'm going to click sign just to troll them. Like, they're not going <laughs> to, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, it don't matter at all. No. But, um, but like, I guess, Kyle, the Blast Ball is a mini game for the Federation Force multi-game. 
And I think that multi game is more just like a four player game. I don't know, like it's like a deathmatch type game. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if there's a single player mode or not, but um, apparently what they were saying, because just like some of the other E3 stuff, like Final Fantasy VII, uh, they've been putting out some articles, and they're saying that number one, Samus should be in it with a Metroid somewhere in in it. Now, whether she's playable or not is another thing. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, it's supposed to set the story up for the next Metroid Prime game. Like the Federation is going to be a part of that. So you're going to know the other side of the story. It's just weird that they got on this trip. Like, why aren't they doing that? Why aren't they just doing the Metroid Prime? <laughs> yeah. Strange, I mean, man. Nintendo's never been big about talking about or revealing games years out. I mean, they didn't even talk about the Zelda Wii U at, at E3, and that's a lot of people were pissed about that. And, I mean, they probably just are working on it, and it's not going to be out this year, so they're not going to show it off. They don't do that, show off a game like Last Guardian, and then it doesn't come out for four years. They don't. Nintendo doesn't really do that. Like, they showed off Zelda, said, hey, this is what we're working on, just so, just so you can get a taste. They did that, like, what, last year at E3, I think. And now they're like, hey, we're yeah, still working on it, like, we're not going to show it off. Going, like an EP <laughs> for a band, just to keep they're, it They're uh, classic for doing that. A bridge between the albums kind of thing. Keep that ball rolling somehow. I guess. It's weird, but um, I guess... People are pissed, yeah, because when you hear the word Metroid, you're like, yeah, and then you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like when you say that game title, everybody pictures something different in their head, and if it doesn't match exactly what you're picturing in your head, everybody gets irate and then starts a big petition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just madness how that stuff works. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that people think petitions are the saving grace. Yeah, just sometimes, you know, it just ain't. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy, dude. I I feel like Nintendo did all right. I mean, I the thing though is that I'm I'm always partial to Nintendo. I like their franchises. So, fanboy world. Um, always give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, I will. Basically, I will. Now, what I'm really excited about Mario Maker looks fucking amazing. They're doing a physical yeah. release. Um, and it just looks awesome and. I'm with some of the other people that I've I've watched talk about it, and I'm probably not going to be able to develop a fucking good level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my levels aren't going to be that great, but I look forward to playing other people's fucking crazy-ass levels. Yeah. And, and it was confirmed, you can't just make a really impossible level. You have to be able to beat it yourself. So, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Do you think the with the Mario Maker it'll end up like uh, Doom's TNT and Nintendo will see like thirty great levels and just be like, okay, this is gonna be the next new Mario? <laughs> I mean, I think I could see Nintendo like highlighting it in like packs or something. Yeah, on, on the ser- on the server, possibly. Yeah, I just think of <laughs> I think of Arena. These these levels were made with malicious intent. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, they were. Hell yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able to beat them too. Like <laughs> for real, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny as shit. <laughs> My Good time. old quality control. Yeah, yeah. 
But like on when he did it, he he beat his own level, ain't it? Yeah. See, that's great. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool, just because so many people think differently, mm-hmm. and that's that's the great part about it. Like you can play someone else's mind. Yeah, I mean, I I think though that there's going to end up being some super ridiculously hard levels oh, yeah. that um <laughs> that like though. you were barely able to beat once. That's that's <laughs> no, you're right though. Like you can almost spam it in that way. Like yeah, like it's not fair. Like, a, like like an arcade high score type thing where you do it once in a million times. <laughs> yeah, someone just plays it a hundred times until they beat it, and then it's like yeah. register and it's beatable. I was uh, watching some of the E3, some people play them at e- some of the levels at E3, and it actually shows where everybody's died in the level. So that's pretty cool. Oh, like little, almost like little grave markers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, grave markers, exactly. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so you can see like where everybody else has been dying. Like, oh, yep, they died here too. Rest in pieces. Yeah. Rest Did in they pieces. say a release date on that Mario Maker? I can't remember. Um, It's... August or September, like it's it's coming up in a couple months. So cool. I mean that's again another day one buy. So I mean out of the C three, I have six maybe six freaking day one buys. That's a lot of day one buys for me. Like I yeah. I probably bought two games day one in the last year, and I got six coming up. Um, you know the the sixth one would be the um the final game we need to talk about. <laughs> Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. Oh, yeah. For the Wii U. <laughs> Why didn't they do the damn baseball game? Why the hell did they do tennis? I love the baseball series they made. I'm great at I'm great at tennis video games though, dude. I don't know what it the is. Mario but... Tennis series is good. Tennis is cool. I used to tennis is great. People like label it as a girly sport. No, man. Tennis is cool. I never I didn't think it was bad. I just I just preferred the baseball one. But yeah, you got a nostalgic cool for the baseball one. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia's boosting me. I just like the way tennis is like once you get a hit on them and, and you know you scored, it's so satisfying. It's <laughs> just fun to play. Maybe they'll add yeah, baseball true. to the Olympic game for you. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. They're doing yeah, they're doing another Olympic game too. Oh boy. Maybe they'll add bowling. Yeah. Let's bowl. Let's bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. oh, but so before we get to the uh, the final game, um, speaking of, let's bow. Oh. Um, I got my Neo Geo um, custom bios in the mail. Yes, Hallelujah. nice. Hallelujah. Yeah, so so I plug that into my MVS arcade cabinet. Um, and the one sixty one and one still resets after a few seconds. The hell, really? Yeah. So I started asking people. They're like, "Oh, you need to check the power." I check the power. The power's fine. They're like, "Oh, you need to do this." Oh, I check that. That's fine. Like they're all like giving me all this general arcade diagnosis. I'm like, "I already did all that." Diagnosis. Yeah. Right. Every single person gives me the same <laughs> bullshit. But then I look at the freaking 161 in one manual, okay. and you know because you know it's a bootleg car. It says if you hold. The, the player one A button for five seconds, it restarts the game, resets the game to the menu. No way. That's what my game's fucking doing. So <laughs> I haven't actually opened up and looked under the control panel yet. So I do that, and the A button on player one is fucking soldered in place. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, well, there's your problem. There's the problem. Like, I was like <laughs> looking at it, I'm like, oh, God. So. 
I just basically got to rewire it. And the, the wiring under there from the control panel, like there's some crazy ass wiring job going on. I'm going to have to clean it up. Make nice. it Christmas like not lights. a fucking hazard <laughs> down there. Like one spot they like to- like ripped it apart and just like twisted it back together <laughs> and didn't and didn't put an electrical Jeez, tape over it. Commando like, time. <laughs> for real. Yeah, like, guerrilla warfare. Goddamn. So so I can only assume that I'm gonna have to take the button off. I'm gonna have to replace the uh the button mechanism because it's, it's soldered on the piece, so there's gonna be solder on it still. Um and then I'm gonna have to get like a actual little connector to put on there but that should fix it from there and you know then it'll i'll have a working 161 in my mvs because right now all that's in there is let's bow let's bow <laughs> so, that's all i've been playing so now when, when you play like uh, when you play like a normal game though like does it does it work normal does it work fine i mean yeah, it works fine. I think that it's just there's got to be like a little latentness with the press that the you know the one sixty one and one senses or something. Wow. I mean, it, it might actually be off, but for most games, you got to hit it harder for sensitivity, maybe or something. So I don't weird. know. Yeah, there's got to be something because yeah, because I mean, I noticed it was like it can't be a fucking power issue, it can't be anything else. Because if I on the custom MVS BIOS, if you press the menu button or something as I start the game up, it stays. It doesn't reset. So it, it is the the one sixty one and one's reset mechanism and there's no way to turn that off. So I would just turn it off and just reset the fucking system. Right. I, I wouldn't care. But it doesn't fucking aim it. No, so so yeah, that'll be a, a nice little adventure um once I get some time, which I'm short on right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but in the end, though, like the freaking system's amazing. Like the free arcade, it's great. <laughs> and you can still play the other games. Hell yeah! I mean, I got a bunch of MVS, so it's it's not like I don't have a plenty of arcade games to play in it, and that's more than like a normal arcade. So, yeah, hell yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, and then I got to decide whether I want to get the artwork done on the side or not. And I probably will. It's like a hundred bucks, I think. Get all the sides done and a new marquee and a bezel for like a hundred bucks it's not bad it's really cheap actually that's good so yeah yeah it's putting in money into it though then i'm gonna want to keep it so (laughs) all right so let's uh after that detour let's uh talk about the the final countdown here (laughs) 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 so so it's time to talk about the one that uh kevin sent us the uh the video on Doom 4. Doom Corner, yes. Yeah, Doom 4. Yeah. yeah, so so here's the thing, Kevin. I gotta ask you. Did you yeah. just watch that video you sent us? That's it? Yep, that's all. That was a cut from an 18 minute presentation where they showed six videos on Doom 4. Oh, that's the only thing I could find on YouTube at the time. Oh, yeah. So so they showed not only that section where they were in like a a factory, they also showed Doom multiplayer. They showed Doom invasion. They showed co op Doom. They also showed showed them in hell and going through all the different weaponry. They showed a cyber demon. They showed a fucking Mancubus. They showed a bunch of fucking ama- like the, the hell sections look amazing. <laughs> uh, I gotta find those on YouTube now because I didn't even see those. Yeah, like, but the the multiplayer, and then most importantly, 
they showed like something called like Doom Maker, and they're gonna allow people, no matter what console, to make Doom levels with a creator. Really? Yeah, that's what John Carmack's always been about. He's always allowed people with Quake, with Doom. You've always been able to like you know make your own stuff. Yeah. So, um, so like my initial reaction to Doom Four, I'm you know glass half full, optimistic. I'm hoping it's not gonna be. You know, stupid-ass fucking story from Doom 3. If they keep that goddamn story away, I'll be alright. Um, <laughs> I I hope, I pray, that they're not running. Because it, it it is moving at a slower pace. Than, and they're saying that it's frantic Doom action. And I'm watching it, and yeah. I'm like, it's in slow motion. <laughs> like, like, from yeah. what we've been playing on Brutal Doom and it cooperatively... This isn't as fast as it has been. Um, yeah, it's not even as fast as Quake or anything from what I saw in that clip. Yeah, so if you can, at least if they allow you to run and move a little quicker, then that'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. More, there was a few more enemies in the hell section, so I was happy about that. Like a couple more guys at you. Um, with the Doom Maker, you probably can make Doom 1 in two levels, and somebody will, so we'll be able to find out if it plays like the old Doom or not. That'll be <laughs> yeah, cool. There's a part where you, like, um, Doom guy, like, stuffed a grenade or some kind of explosive down a Mancubus's throat. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then it, it really? blew up, and he got a bunch of power-ups. In the very first video that I watched, which was the main yeah, teaser the, deal the, the that trailer. they at E3... Yeah, mm-hmm. like he was, he was doing um, Doom Guy was doing fatalities all over the place. So you could see, like, when when you get close to the dude, close to a demon, you like grab him and you know kill him in some way. Shape, yeah, they shape, like form. flash a little bit. I noticed on the video, like so the, this is an assumption that Brutal Doom influenced that. No, he <laughs> said on it that the modders, the modding yeah. community, is still going strong with Doom. That's one of the greatest parts of the series. And it has influenced this game. So That's Brutal awesome. Doom has influenced that game. That's why That's they good. do fatality. And they've added an assault rifle. Yep. Really? Just like Brutal Doom. Yep. Oh, I didn't even know rifle. all this. Oh, I, yeah. I want to go on YouTube and see all these other clips now. Fuck yeah. At the very end of the, the main video that they showed at E3, um, when the Revenant kills Doom Guy, he, he does a fatality. Yeah, I noticed that part. So like, oh yeah. So that's another brutal doom thing. You do fatalities, they do fatalities. You got more like weapons, crazier weapons, more gore. Um, when when they got the uh, chainsaw and the whole place like lit up, it was awesome. The place just went nuts. The, the, yeah. You saw the guy in half, and you could saw him in different directions. Different pieces. It was amazing. Yes. Gibbs. <laughs> it's actually Jibs. Yeah, I like Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs sounds sounds more right. I just say Gibbs because that's what they always put on the internet. Gibbs. Romero and Carmack like it's it's Jibs. Jibs. Yeah, giblets. But Gibbs just like it flows off the tongue. Basically, the gore looks great. Um, yeah, I think uh, it was fantastic. And the very end of the the uh, trailer that Jeff and I were talking about, where where they were in hell. There, I just mess- messaged uh, Kevin the uh, the link for after the podcast. It's eighteen minute. Sweet, it's fucking amazing. Cool. Yeah, that was the one that yeah. messaged me too. Yeah, there's a cyber mm-hmm. demon. Yes, at the end where he pulls out the BFG and they do like a yeah. standoff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was the same one with Mancubus where they throw the grenade in his 
throat and he blows up. You gotta watch that one, dude. It's awesome. And and I gotta give my um. I hope and pray. This is my you know my wishful thinking that hopefully they'll allow us to reskin the enemies to classic skins. That'd be amazing. That'd be cool. Because I I saw the Hell Knight or and it, it he doesn't look that in. He looks just kind of like the um the imps and just like the other guys that they show. Well, they all have a similar look to them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the original Doom, they all They're have distinct. a flavor to them. Yeah. yeah. Everything was yeah completely unique on the original. That's what I love. You can yeah. tell which monster was coming a mile away by its coloring or shape. And in the newer Dooms, it's like ah, it's you got to like get up in its grill to see what's going yeah, on. I'm, I'm glad Jeff brought that up because I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah, like this cookie cutter. Even the Mancubus was just like a fat version of the end. Like, it's like, ah, come yeah. on. <laughs> now, did you notice, Kyle, that the Mancubus wasn't shooting like fire, but it was almost shooting like pulse? It was different. Weird. Oh, man, he took like five rockets to kill. Yeah, he did. Not like three, which is normal. Actually, Sergeant Mark posted a fucking video response to, to Doom 4. Um, oh, yeah. And... He doesn't, obviously he didn't like it because, but he was noticing how the shotgun was underpowered because it was taking like multiple hits to kill things when he showed, he showed like that and then Brittle Doom where they're like, you know, giving them in one hit. He's like, this is how a shotgun should be done. Especially a sawed off one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Especially double barrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, shit. and then he noticed, he noticed something and I didn't realize, this is before I realized there was more to the video that Kevin sent. Um, that the level creator is somewhat limited. So you're only allowed to do so much with the level. You can't make like giant sprawling levels is basically what he was saying. So mm. I think that the PC one, obviously the modding community will get a hold of it and break it wide open. So it'll be huge. That's what I was going like, to say too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, it'll, it might take them a while, but yeah, they'll do it. It was like what we were talking about with each system. If, if, if given enough longevity, it'll crack eventually. Yeah. And, and you know Doom, Doom freaks, you know, they'll go on forever. So basically, if Doom 4 does it does the underlayer correctly, because Doom 3 didn't do the underlayer correctly. As Kevin said, it was evident when they tried to recreate like Doom 2. It looked like shit. Yep. So if they do the underlayer correctly, the modders will make it right. If it, if it Even if it doesn't move quite as fast, they'll overclock it. They'll... Cool added in there but i just hope that doom 4 that the developers do it right that would be amazing a lot of people were saying that uh wolfenstein because i have the 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 new order whatever the old the the one that came out the downloadable one apparently like has some of the classic aspects of the original wolfenstein in it and it moves a little faster like it's old school like run through and plow through and kill shit Mm because There's too much story, just like Doom Three style, and the Wolfenstein new for me. No, so I don't know. Like apparently the old ones, like retro style. So, so a lot of people were saying, and people who really liked the New Order Wolfenstein didn't like the old one, and vice versa. So, um, I hope that Doom leans toward the the classic nostalgia kick, and it seems. I mean, watching those videos, it looks fucking awesome. Like watching all of them, and. They have invasions, so Kyle can have his droves of fucking demons flying at him. Yeah, there was, you know, Kyle loves that. Gotta have craziness, you know. Yeah, it was a cool part where the um the your you know Doom guy ripped ripped off the like lab technician's arm, and then you mm-hmm. you take the arm to the 
the, the like the thumb the, the, the thumb key card the detector. Yeah, yeah. And, and like that was pretty brilliant. I thought um, that's how you like un- unlock that certain door. I thought that was cool. So there's gonna be more little puzzles. It's my thing is too odd that I want to throw in like okay, so the original Doom was like kill demons, get key card, go to the next door, find key mm-hmm. card, go to the next door. You know, we're basically unlocking a bunch of keycard doors, but even, like, in in hell... You'd flip some switches in there. Yeah, and, but, like, <laughs> no one really questioned it, because it was, like, an old-school game, but really, like, why yeah. would hell ever have keycard doors anyway? <laughs> because it's hell, you need a key. <laughs> so, that's the, that's the thing why it's, like, nowadays I can understand why they... They're gonna get crazy with, they, like, the uniqueness. Yeah, they can't, like, just do that because people are gonna be like, that's not... Well, technically, in Hell, we know it's, like, a skull key card. I know we call them key cards. Isn't it supposed to be something else, not just insinuated because it's, like, a red skull to open the door? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have, like... It, it turns into skulls. Like, maybe that's... There's, there's normal key cards and skull key cards. Some levels yeah. have a mix of both. And uh, some yeah. mod levels yeah. play actually have all six. Three key cards that's and crazy. skulls. But really, Jeez. it's like just a way to make the level, you know, progressive. Mm-hmm. But but nowadays, it has to be different. Like people are gonna look at it. That's almost the whole thing with the cartooniness too. Of that, that's why it can work because it's just a different world. <laughs> nowadays, yeah. it's everything's slick. Everything's realistic. You almost have to have like a storyline. You you and then I started thinking if Doom One could have had a storyline, they probably would have put one in there. They were just limited, so they put it in the instruction book instead. I'm I'm hoping that Doom Four they just kind of drop you in, let you figure it out as you're like nobody talks to you type thing. Yep, I, I want hope, an RPG I so. feel in Doom. I hope Keep so. Keep RPGs yeah, with I, the RPGs. I highly doubt. It's, I think there's going to be some of that. Hopefully not as much of that, because I think they did... Quit cursing us, Kyle. Quit it. Yeah, really. I don't want a tutorial <laughs> of following some robot. They, they did take some flack from Doom 3, so I think Carmack knows that. It's not going to be as bad. I think they won't put in a story, and they'll just drop you in. Hopefully, like, what we saw in the demos, kind of how it happens. Like, we just start. You guys will be That'd all right. Be I think it's going to be cool. Are you, uh, Kevin, are, are you going to get it so I can come over and play? Well, just for you, Kyle, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just be like, well, Kyle, I'm short on cash. Maybe you got to treat me to it. Unless you're going to buy an Xbox treat One. Me. As long as you got the system, we're good. <laughs> all right, we're good. Xbox One version. <laughs> so, um, I do have to say that my favorite, one of my favorite fatalities after watching the video again was when he went after the um one of the imps and he actually took his leg and bent it backward over into his head. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god. Yoga gone wrong. The fatality. So it's like, obviously, someone's been watching Brutal Doom. <laughs> yeah. For it's sure. Great. Like, Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically were, um, you know, notes, they, they know what we want. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those guys play Brutal Doom. Like, it's... <laughs> They probably all did. Romero said he he like loves to play it. He's not in, employed anymore, but he said he loves it. Yeah, so everyone's at least probably seen it because it's it's ranked the number one mod, Doom mod, I should say. Um, yeah, right now, and it probably has been for like you know ever since twenty ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, since it was released, deservedly so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of purists that hate it, but um, the majority of people like the 
progressiveness of it. I can't like go yeah. back because I I've beaten I mean, all the dupes nope. way too. They're too simple for me now. The guys yes. and the patterns are too easy. Um, I need that extra challenge that this mm-hmm. that brutal doom provides. Like the guys roll out of the way when you try shooting them with the minigun, like the zombie men. You know they they're just smarter AI. Um, the imps jump at you. Someone actually made a mod where the imps climb on the ceiling too. Nice. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, yeah, everything is just a little smarter, a little faster, and uh, it, it teaches you in a better way to be a better doomer. Really. Yeah. I got to see Jeff get like super good, super fast because of brutal doom. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean my my fucking doomness is. <laughs> <laughs> has gotten uh i've leveled up a million times already and that's where like the whole baby training wheels problem comes in because like you jeff got thrown into the fucking thick of it well i mean i did play all of doom one even with brutal so. doom it's still like doom one was easy with brutal doom. there's some moments where it's pretty crazy still especially in like yeah. episode two and episode three uh, episode three map two is is crazy Sloth of Despair, I'd say, is the hardest level in all three of the first episodes. Uh, it's yeah. episode three, map two. They give you, like, that no might ammo. Then there's, like, Cax and Lost Souls. And, uh, yeah, you gotta, that one's tough. Yeah, man. That one's tough. It's just it's because they're, they're strangling you. They're not giving you much to work with, so every shot really counts. In yeah, that one. especially yeah, it's, like, it's the ammo. And that's, that's yeah. where, like, you, like, level up. If you're playing Brutal Doom, during that level, you... You like class change, yeah. You know? It's like Final Fantasy class change style. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Fucking cool shit, though, man. And I know you've been fiending to play some original Doom again. You've been going back, Kyle. Oh, but I still so play awesome. with Brutal Doom. But yeah, I was actually playing. <clears throat> yeah, played the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, played. Yeah, I played the first three levels before I got on the podcast today of the first mm-hmm. ep- episode, just because it's so nostalgic for me. And uh, yeah. yeah, the first episode, Knee Deep in the Dead, is just always a good playthrough. Yeah, cause I, I remember like um, we go on vacation and like uh, at the hotels, like Holiday Inn or whatever. My mom would have her like work laptop, and I would have like Doom on it and stuff. But in, at the um, gift shops, there would be like these bins, and they'd just be full of, like shareware games. So you, you nice. know, you'd find your uh, Wolfenstein's, your your Blake Stone. <laughs> Break your mom's laptop with all that bad shareware. Hugo's House of Horrors and Doom, and if if you got Doom to work though, it was it was like a great day because Doom was more of a high end shareware game. Yeah, absolutely, it was. I was like, yes, it works. And uh, I played the <laughs> shit out of that game. I played the shit out of all of them, but it's just such great memories. And I just love how the whole shareware idea works. Where it's classic stuff. Where you get to test out the game and then you can buy it straight from the publisher meaning the publisher and Jeff's gonna love this isn't interfered by a middleman publisher gets all the money i love shareware you know what instead of sony uh bleeding out kickstarters they should uh release sharewares of these games and see how well they do instead people (laughs) i don't want to play that shit you know like exactly (laughs) want me to to, uh, ruin your christmas kevin yeah, the new that? shareware is called Free to Play. <laughs> oh boy! Charlie Brown Christmas all year long. Yeah, this keeps happening. 
That's how it works, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, shareware is a really a cool way to do things, yeah, so, for right. sure. But I would say we're at a pretty good stopping point. We, we covered all E3. There's a bunch of shit that happened since the last time we talked that we could cover. Like, we'll save it till next week. Yeah. And also, we are uh, working on uh, Bionic Commando. Um, I know uh, Kyle's get, wants to uh, wants to conquer it, so no hurry. We we got time. Biocom, <laughs> woo! Right. Yeah, I mean, I I beat it last weekend, which it was a pain in my fucking ass. So great. Yeah, it's not an easy. It's not an easy game. <laughs> that game's great. Fuck no. Um, I've I've have, I've been doing crazy shit th- this week, but I've cracked the shell, so to speak, and uh, it's super amazing. It's oh, a different yeah. mechanic, but once you get used to the mechanic, it's fine. It's just getting used to not being able to jump is driving me a little crazy. And this is what I thought, though, in the car. <laughs> okay, there's no button to jump. Like, it wouldn't work nope. right, because there's only two nope. buttons anyway. So you'd have to make it, like, up and A to do, like, the bionic arm or something. I think that's, like, annoying, because the bionic arm has full mobility, because it's designated mm-hmm. to one button. It's because you can use the directional pad to, like, shoot it. No. So that's the only way um, I think you can really do it. With a Nintendo controller uh, in a reasonable, non-cryptic, insane fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think in the, the, the rearmed games, they added a jump, and it, like, doesn't do anything. So it's, it doesn't add much to the game. Because the rearmed is the 2D remakes. And the other thing, too, is okay. if they added jumps, they would have to make every height twice as high. Yeah, it'd alter all the levels. So it course. would basically be the same thing anyway. It would <laughs> be like adding jump and doom. So it would almost be, like, pointless because, again, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even need the jump to begin with. Once I actually got used to the bionic arm, like, it was secondary. It didn't matter anymore. It's just that initial uh, learning curve. Once you get over that, yeah. you're good. Yeah, I think the, the last thing I'm um, going to say this week, what, what Jeff said, like, yeah. this is, like, a must-play for all, like, 8-bit fans. It is, because it's a different experience. It's a different game. It's kind of like playing Slidog Studios games. You play fucking Mad Wizard, it's a new fucking platformer that Rise of Mundus that they, he put the demo out for. It's like a new fucking shoot 'em up like, it's kind of like that, where like it's it's a different take on a platform. Equality. Um. Now, now I did play a different version, which was hilarious. I played a hack, so I, it basically um changed the graphics back to Nazi graphics. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and they reference Hitler in it and all that. That that's the only change. The original <laughs> family version. Yeah, it's the family version, just in English. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it saw the little swastikas and the eagles and shit. Yeah. Pretty cool, but um, but yeah, let's uh wrap her up. I know uh Johnny is actually chomping at the bit to play some Brutal Doom. He messaged me. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's there like, you, hey, you guys playing? I was like, we can, <laughs> we can. And when Johnny's on there, we gotta. It's like when Kevin's on there, we gotta bring out a hard fucking level because otherwise we're trying to. Where's Johnny? Where's, Where's Kevin? Jo- hunt, him, hunt him down. Johnny, <laughs> Kevin, you gotta see Johnny play. That boy's fast. Oh my god! They put up. Oh yeah, he's all over. Yeah, he's like, it. He's oh, like he's done. Like, where is he? He's, he's like in the third key card. Dude, like know. leaves me and Kyle behind. <laughs> like, where the fuck's John? Oh. Um, we're like, we're just going through wake of bodies. We're like, where the fuck is John? <laughs> yeah, no, I tend to be that way too. You just kind of storm on through that, hang out with the group stuff. Never was me. I'm a solo flyer. <laughs> But it's co-op, man. It's co-op. Come on. Yeah, co-op. I prefer deathmatch personally. We'll have to have deathmatch night. 
it always le- leans back to me and Kyle, just like how we've always done as we grow up. We always chill and play. We don't like yeah. rush anything that we do. Then we play yeah. Doom like that too. We just destroy things and we're like, all right, we'll wait till we go through this door. It's... <laughs> That's what we it's do. Like the movie's like, all right, here we go. You ready? <laughs> yeah. No, all no. Right. Eric's the same way. He wants to comb through the levels, and I'm like, I'm, I'm out of here. You can catch up with me. You can screw around. So he's used to it. <laughs> you know but um, but no, I'm excited to see those links you guys sent. So I'm going to catch up on that tonight. Cause cool. Oh, yeah. Get some more medicine in my system, but next week I should be in a lot better shape. Hopefully, that's the goal. Feel better. So we we gonna be casting next week then? Um, if Kyle's ready for Biocom, yes. Okay. Yeah, dude. Okay. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, choose a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Take it easy, guys. Later. <sighs>